Today, I'm going to talk about my cycles of nutrition, and I think it'll help you relate because I want to improve my nutrition even on in the off-season because what I do is I can eat perfect and then I have seasons where I kind of drift a little bit too far away from the foods that I want to eat. Like uh, I can get kind of junky because I know I can fit it into my calories, but I don't think that's a good excuse anymore. And so I'm going to talk about some of the times that I've screwed up on my off-season nutrition. What that means is if I'm not trying to lose weight anymore, I've screwed up. And I see it in, in clients. They have the same urge as I do. So I want to kind of hand off the lessons I've learned from messing up my nutrition today. This is the Game of Food. This is the Game of Food. We're helping real people get real results with delicious food. Real food. Live from Spencer's home studio, podcasting to the world. This is Game of Food. And here's your host, Spencer Frederick. So my goal is to eat cleaner for the rest of my life. And that's a powerful goal because if you know you're going to do it for the rest of your life, you know you're going to do it in a sustainable way. That doesn't mean I'm going to have zero treats or zero restaurants. It just means I'm going to do a better job of putting these foods that are good for me in my mouth for longer term. Because what I'm going to do today is dive into the different nutrition cycles that I have gone through, where I've messed up, and where I do really well. And I think the lesson you guys are going to get is like, how do I slowly become better at nutrition? Because you're talking to a certified nutritionist. I have my degree in uh, dietetics, kinesiology, and I have more certifications that, you know, enough of them that it would bore you to list them all out. And I'm still getting better at nutrition, still tackling some of my weaknesses, so I know a lot of you guys listening to this might have more weaknesses than me. You might have the same weaknesses as me, and, and it's going to take you a while to work on them. But before I dive into my own experiences, if you guys could share this podcast, if you could text it to a friend or family member, if you could put it on your Facebook story or your Instagram story, you know, something that leads them over to this uh, podcast episode or any episode, that would really mean a lot to me. That's the only way we grow, by the way. And we have been growing. So those of you that are my core audience that listen a lot, some of you are my clients, some of you are just people around the nation, even a couple of people overseas, you know, you, you guys are my core that help me grow. And I really appreciate that. So if you could do that for me, I would love you a long time. But my my different cycles, let's get back into that. My different cycles of nutrition. So I've been really good. If I can talk about that first, I've been really good at fat loss phases. And I do about one per year. If I have like bigger goals, sometimes I'll do two fat loss cycles. I'm definitely only going to do one this year. I'm in it right now and I'll be done in about a month. And, and then I won't do a fat loss cycle for the rest of the year. I'll do more of a maintenance and even a bulk. Bulk means high, high calorie. You're trying to gain weight, okay? And so what I've been really good at is my food sources in a fat loss phase. When I set that goal, like I'm going to get lean for summer like some of you want, or I'm, I, I want to look a certain way at a wedding, I'm good at setting that goal and then immediately adjusting my food sources. So what, do I, what food sources do I look for? I look for low-calorie foods that are bulky, like they weigh up. Like you can eat a pound of food and it's only 500 calories. It's only 400 calories, whatever. I'm good at making that switch over. I'm good at increasing bare 
berries and fruits and lean meats. So, so when I'm in a fat loss phase, I find that I rely more on chicken and turkey. Those are lean meats. And, and egg whites is another lean protein source. So you guys get what I'm saying. I'm good at flipping that switch on and getting leaner and, and, getting, and getting the fat off my body and revealing the muscle that I work hard on, you know, all year long for the last like two decades. Now, where I've messed up in the past, and I'm getting better at it. I'm getting better at it. So the, so some of the stories I'm going to tell aren't like recent ones. But what I would do is I would get real lean and, uh, you know, toned, and I'd get compliments and stuff like that. But I'd be lean for what felt like a day. <laughs> I'd hit my goal, and then instantly after I hit my goal, I'm like, oh, I could probably kind of hang on to this. I'm going to have one cheat meal, which I don't call any of your meals cheat meals ever. I used to, and it created terrible habits, so don't call any of your meals cheat meals. It's just food, okay? It's just food. And so uh, so I'd have a cheat meal after I hit my goal. I'd hit my goal, and then i have a cheat meal. Well, that one cheat meal would always turn into two, three. It'd turn into terrible weekends, and then fighting my way to get back on track on Monday, and then sometimes Monday would screw up, and then... And then I'd, I'd, I'd only be lean for like a day or a week before I started rapidly gaining weight because I was skipping my maintenance phase. I went from fat loss to just binging like a moron, <laughs> okay? And I, I kind of fell into that cycle a little bit. And so it was just something I had to work on. Now, fast forward multiple years after that, I had realized that I was sick of, you know, losing and gaining that same amount or even beyond that. I was just kind of sick of losing like, my toned look, and I would get kind of softer looking. I've never been like overweight or obese, but I would get softer looking. I'm like, wow, I really wasted that. And so I started working on more of a maintenance phase. And I noticed that I had to keep some of those food sources from my fat loss phase in my maintenance phase. So instead of immediately switching to restaurants and chocolate and maybe a a little upswing in alcohol, that I had to keep some of those food sources going. What are those food sources? Some of those lean meats I talked about, egg whites, rice cakes, sweet potatoes. I had to keep some of them. I can't just delete all those foods. And also, you know, partially why I'm even making this, this episode is because I want to eat that way for the rest of my life. I want to be eating those foods I listed for the rest of my life because there's so many benefits. Like sometimes I'll eat sardines lately and it's only because of the benefits. The taste I think is fine. I do like fish. I enjoy fish. It's not the best tasting thing in the world though. So I eat sardines for the benefit only. I want to eat that way because a big goal of mine is longevity. A big goal of mine is being 70 years old and still have abs. A big goal of mine is being 70 years old and being able to lift weights and do strength training with the young kids, with the 25-year-olds. I want to be 70 and I want to look like I'm 52. Like when I tell people, hey, I'm 70, and they're like, what? Really? That's what I want. That's a big goal of mine that I have. I've never said that on an episode, I don't think. To do that, though, I can't have these cycles of like trashier nutrition. Because what I do, you guys have heard other episodes where I talk about flexible nutrition does allow for chocolate, alcohol, cheesecake even. You know what I mean? It does allow for that. But I want to still decrease those foods because when I increase my calories, sometimes I get a little bit stupid and I just fill it with the wrong stuff. And when I fill it with the wrong stuff, I delete all this good stuff. 
you know, I'm no longer having an orange every day. I'm no longer have, having the cantaloupe, the raspberries. I'm, I'm not having the sardines anymore and the lean meats. It starts to delete some of those stuff that have long-term benefits that I want to keep. You know, my digestion starts to get a little hairy, you know, after I start incorporating some of those junk foods. And, and that's something I struggle with, and I do it to myself. And so I think the number one thing, if you guys can kind of relate to me, and, and some of those past cycles that I've had, is you have to keep some of these foods forever. You have to marry them a little bit. You have to keep them forever. Even like for me, there's phases where I want to gain weight, like on purpose for muscle, okay? And that requires higher calorie ranges. I still want to put the right foods in there. And I know that sounds obvious, but this is a pretty common one that we see. It's, it's an urge that our clients have. It's an urge that the clients at the gyms had as well. And it's way too much of a focus on just changing your body and then, you know, getting back to your old habits. It's not a focus on health and longevity. It's not, it's, it's, it's forgetting that how bad those foods make you feel. It's a short term, like, oh, wow, that was delicious. I haven't had that in so many months. So that's, I think that's the first step. So my fat loss phase ends here in a month. And when it ends in a month, it's not going to feel that different. To properly maintain, you kind of slowly add calories and you don't delete all these great foods and just fill it with chocolate. That's the first thing I have to tell myself. The other thing I have to tell myself is, do I really want to end up back at square one? Am I, you know, just going to rapidly gain body fat and then I'll be the whiny client to my coach? Because I do have a coach. I'm going to be the whiny client to him. I'm going to say, hey, uh, I need to dial back the calories. I gained too much body fat. I'm right back at... 195 where I was before and not locking the way I look and, you know, stuff like that. And then I'm starting over. I got to tell myself that. And I got to tell myself that I got to be that way forever. Another thing I have to tell myself that I think you guys should tell yourself is like treats are treats. They shouldn't show up every day. Treats used to be something rare, like drinking drinking pop or sugary drinks was something that kids got way less frequently. It was a treat. It was a once a month thing that you looked forward to. A restaurant, same thing. People ate at home. And now restaurants are just kind of like, you do it every day, some people. You know, the quote should be, let's make treats treats again. Because they're not treats if they're showing up every day. And that's kind of my new opinion. And that's motivating for me to say for my own results so that I don't start drifting the other direction. Because I'll tell you what I do. I'll finish a fat loss phase and then immediately I'll add M&Ms. For, for like the past year, I've really enjoyed M&Ms, like more than I ever have ever in my life. And I, I grew up, I had M&Ms and I didn't think much of them. You know, I didn't, they were never my favorites. And now like after a fat loss phase, I'm like, all right, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to eat healthy, but I'm going to add M&Ms every day or like call it like five days out of the week. Because you can still maintain your results. You can fit in M&Ms and I know how to do that, but it tricks me. I know how to eat candy and still maintain my results. So it tricks me. 
So then I'll have M&Ms every day. And then I'm like, well, I also want to get back to date night with my wife every week, which I do. I still want that and I, I still will do that. But then the choices I make on date night aren't always the best. And then, you know, it goes well. I add M&Ms and I add that restaurant with my wife and it's going well. I'm like, well, I could probably add two restaurant meals. And then that goes well. And I'm like, well, I could add three. And then that goes okay. Well, then I could add four. Well, instead of four, maybe I'll add a second chocolate candy. So M&Ms and maybe I'll have, you know, some chocolate at lunch too. And it starts to pull me that direction. And you know which direction it pulls me away from is longevity. Being 70 and being jacked and looking like I'm 52. That's what it pulls me away from. That's not who I am. I may always indulge in in some drinks and some chocolate, but with every single cycle of nutrition that I go through, I have less of that stuff. And it might take me years and years to, you know, just be eating super clean all the time, which I, I, I do. I eat really clean compared to the average person, but not as clean as I want to be yet. And I do think that you guys want that. For those of you that are lis- listening, I think that even when you're in an off season with your nutrition, I don't think you want to have sugary stuff every day. I don't think you want your weekends to be just full-on binges. I don't think you want that. So what what can you learn from my talk today? One, you learn that even though I'm a coach, I feel like I'm a decent one. You guys can be the judge of that, not me though. I feel like I'm an experienced one. I still have these urges. After I hit a goal, I'm like, okay, what crap can I add back in? And I want to do less of that. Also, what you learn from this episode is it's it's all that mental talk and it slowly pulls you that wrong direction until you're kind of starting over from square one. What this also teaches you is that it takes a long time. Even, even for someone like me who I think is experienced, educated in the field, and I really try a lot. Like I have a lot of repetition because that's, what re- that's what's required to get better is reps. And I do a lot of nutritional reps and I'm still improving. So I think that's my call for you today is to commit to these foods that align with the benefits you want and make you feel good. And keep them forever. Most of us are going to have some mistakes or we're going to indulge a little bit. But let's end these cycles of crappy nutrition for multiple months in a row. Just because we can. Because our clients learn what I learn. Which I do want them to learn how to, you know, if they do have a treat, I want them to learn how they can put that in their life. But it can kind of put us in a hole. So take my experiences, apply them to your life, have patience, know it takes longer than what you think it'll take. I hope this helps. Spencer, signing off.